What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to the Quick Cage and Frank. Uh, which movie are you going to tell us about tonight? So tonight we're going to talk about the 2014 crime thriller Rage. Um, the movie that you've been saying for like 30 weeks that you'd never want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so it co-stars uh, Rachel Nichols, Peter Stormare. Uh, Danny Glover. Um, I guess let's just. Uh, well, first of all, let's um, let's set the scene a little bit. The reason that we're talking about this movie tonight is because I could not bring myself to watch a Nicolas Cage movie this week. Um, and I have a few of these movies, like you know, just in the bag from having watched them. So I figured, might as well just break it out. Um, cause you got to talk about it at some point anyway, it has been well over a year since I've watched this movie Yeah, and it is not a movie that I would ever watch again. Um, I mean, unless there was like some like oddly specific reason to watch it or whatever, like threat of death, I guess. This is kind of like one of the OG cage movies you watched, right? It might be like maybe the fourth or fifth. Yeah. When I was watching them, uh, you know what? Hold on, I can tell you exactly what number it is. So I can go back to the quick cage list and find out when I wrote it down. So let's um, let's research this. Uh, it is the sixth sixth movie that um I watched in the quick cage. Uh, chronology and we've actually watched the score to settle now so i can mark that off and i hadn't marked that off yet so i guess i can do a little uh check mark on rage and then have that be that um and then the next the next one that we haven't talked about yet would be sorcerer's apprentice which is another movie that i just really yeah so eager to discuss now, the reason for this isn't because Rage is necessarily, like, a bad movie. Because, I guess in the grand scheme of things, like, it's just pretty run-of-the-mill for an action thriller. But it's so boring and, I don't know, so, like, heavy-handed and, like, morose. Like, it's just not fun to watch. Um, so, automatically, I'm going to tell you that I'm not recommending um, Rage. So the basic premise is that Nick Cage plays a reformed gangster. Um, when he was young, him and his friends worked for this Russian um, crime boss. And they concocted this scheme where they were going to basically steal a bunch of money from the mob boss. Um, and in doing so, they killed a guy that worked for the boss. 
and basically framed the Irish mob that set off like this giant war between the Russians and the Irish. Um, but nobody ever knew that it was them that did it, so they got away with it. Right. And basically, um, over the course of time, uh, he invested the money and turned legit and has spent like 20 years just being a legit businessman, basically. Right. Um, Isn't this the story of GTA 5? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, kind of. But this is in 2014, so I don't know whether I put that in the GTA chronology. Um, anyway. So fast forward 20 years, Nick Cage has beautiful wife, beautiful daughter, successful businessman, and um, goes out to a charity dinner with um, his wife one evening um, and leaves his daughter uh, with some friends at home. Um, so midway through the dinner, this cop, um, played by Danny Glover, who used to like always have it in for, uh, Nick Cage's Paul McGuire character, like as a youth, um, approaches him at dinner and Nick Cage thinks he's being harassed. But what it turns out is that, um, something's happened to his daughter. So he goes home and the boys that she was hanging out with her there. And they say that these masked men broke into the house and kidnapped the daughter and took her away. So uh, Paul's first reaction is to basically resort to his um, his old, you know, strong arm like gangster methods. Um, so he gets the whole group back together, like the two guys that used to be his running buddies, um, one of which owns a bar and the other which... I don't remember what they say he does, but he ends up, he's still like connected to the mob, kind of. Um, well, not kind of, he's like still like legitimately working for the mob to support like a drug habit. Um, so his daughter's body is found. So they start like um, beating the shit out of people to like try and get answers. Um, and the one friend confronts the mobster they used to work for, the Russian mobster, and basically tries to get him to admit that um they kidnapped the daughter which the russian mobster is like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and then says we didn't even know that you were the ones that ripped us off and by the way it was my brother you killed um so then they get all pissed off so okay I'm, I'm, I'm see, I, I see what you mean now frank <laughs> right so basically through a series of events um it turns out that the two boys that were staying with her um, had found um, Paul's guns and had accidentally shot her and then hid her body and then invented the kidnapping story. Um, so Paul, who throughout the course of the movie um, is kind of doing this thing where he's saying like, maybe maybe I didn't give up a life of violence. Maybe I've just always been a violent man. Like, that's the whole, like, theme of the movie is, like, can you ever leave your past right. behind, basically? Um, original. But original. He lets, uh, he lets the kid live. Um, and then, basically, like, his wife, who's kind of become estranged from him, you know, because he's, like, returning to these old ways. Um sort of forgives him 
but the Russian obviously is still all pissed off that they killed his brother. Um, so they come after him in the house. Um, and as the men come in, um, he basically kills himself and is then shot basically to spare his wife from any further pain by, or I guess like death from the mobsters. And the movie ends with him being, um, whatever, like gurneyed from the house by the policeman. So he was never able to truly, I guess, extricate himself from his life of crime. Um, but that's the movie. It's, uh, yeah, it's dull, that's dull as hell. It, it's got like two okay scenes. Um, there's one where they're fighting in like an abandoned building, and um, the one guy gets a uh, an old television wrapped or an old television, something heavy with a cord is wrapped around his neck and then thrown out of the building, and he basically gets like choked to death on it, which yeah, it's 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 pretty cool, but like they reveal that it wasn't the Russians that were involved, like relatively like about halfway through the movie. So you kind of figure out like what had happened anyway. And then it's just sort of like not written well enough and not acted well enough for you to particularly care about the whole, you know, can I escape my like past or can I ever become a different man or will this life of luxury that I currently live like, you know, do I deserve this because of the terrible things that I've done? I mean, I don't know. That's it. That's the movie. Yeah. Doesn't sound very good. No, it wasn't. And it was so bad. This is... Let me look at that chronology and try and figure it out. I think... So I watched A Score to Settle, Outcast, in this, in that order. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I started to realize that I may have made a mistake. So movies four, five, and six, because I, so I started with knowing next and the frozen ground. Uh-huh. So I had two funny quick right. cage movies, plus like a movie that I legitimately think is a decent movie mm-hmm. in the frozen ground. And then dude, it's a score to settle outcast rage, kill chain, weatherman, snake eyes, yeah. drive angry is the next one where I'm like, all right, like maybe this is okay. And then it just goes downhill again. I don't, you know, that's just all part of the experiment, right? Right. That'll eventually end with us talking about Captain Crowley's mandolin someday. Someday. Oh, I haven't even been keeping track of them since 211. Six, six, 16 weeks ago. 16 weeks from now, yeah. That's fine. It's fine. We got through Rage. <laughs> and, and the yeah, truth I mean, of the matter is... You only got three I, more left and you got the 2010s down, man. I had Birdie like queued up and ready to watch right so that's the one you couldn't bring yourself to watch huh yeah because birdie is on um Tubi, i think right now for mm, free gotcha and i was sitting there and i was looking at it and i was looking at it and i was oh man can i watch this movie and you know the answer is just no can't do it so i guess i gotta watch birdie at some point right it's the cover of birdie just i don't it just rubs me the wrong way. It's him with his friggin' um, windswept, like, blondish hair. 
And then it's a Vietnam vet returns home convincing himself that he's a bird. And I read that and I'm like, oof. It's like, I can't watch this shit. Yep. Yeah, like I keep saying, you, you, you've you uh, put yourself in a corner now. Well, we got the animated one, and that'll be fun to talk about, because I like most of those movies. Right. And um, Group 2 is free right now. Somewhere, right. I can't remember where. So I can watch that and actually probably enjoy it. Um... Yeah, like, I don't want to watch Amos and Andrew, you know what I mean? And Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, dude, you still, you still got two fucking Oliver Stone movies, like, post-Natural Born Killers. Like, I can't even yeah. imagine watching an Oliver Stone movie that, like, is after the 90s. Because I've never done it. I'll let you know how it goes. Right. I'm sure you will. Frankie's uh, going away next week and the week after, so I'll be alone. And usually that's like when I'm in, you know, a solitary state is when I choose to like make myself even more depressed by watching um Nick Cage movies I don't want to see. So Yeah. Who knows, maybe so, I'll knock them all out in like one week. Maybe. Maybe. You have to take notes because some of them are going to be bad enough that you're not going to remember. Yeah, the sad thing is that there's not even like really. And again, it's been a very long time since I've watched this movie, but there's not even really anything like funny in it to like mock. I mean, it's. Yeah. There's no laughs whatsoever, and he has no sense of humor as a character. And I mean, I guess, you know, understandably, because it's about a dude dealing with like the death of his beloved teenage daughter and trying to keep himself out of a life of crime, like going back into this life of crime, even though it's kind of like what's in his nature. So what is scores? Oh, G- GTA five came out the year before this, by the way. Oh, maybe that's it then. Maybe. I don't think GTA five is the one with the, um, Eastern European immigrants, right? Nah. No, that's uh four. Five five is the one where you play there's like three characters you play. Um Oh, the one that still is currently like Yeah, it's still mm-hmm. Yeah, oh it came God. it came it came out thirteen, yeah. Yep. And one of them one of the characters in that game is yeah, a guy that like committed this like robbery and with other people and used his stake to kind of like solidify himself as a legit businessman and hmm. gets pulled is back that, into a life of crime. Is that the middle-aged white guy? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think he have an Italian accent too because I think he's supposed to be like Tony Soprano or some shit. Hmm. Did you watch that trailer, by the way? Oh, hold on. Let's finish this. Um, <laughs> What's the scores on this? Uh, Cage performance is like a three... I and mean, it's just very um, smoldering rage uh-huh, type thing, um, but not really like interesting at all. And then the movie itself is like I don't know. It's it's it, it's a three. Like it's not unwatchable. It's not like the direct, like some of the other movies that I've watched for this podcast. 
Right. But I mean, it's also not like good. It just sounds really, really dull and formulaic and kind of depressing. I mean, go watch Taken. You know what I mean? Right. Not that it's the same story, but it's similar enough and it's a lot more interesting to watch, in my sure. opinion. So, right. or anything. Watch anything. But don't watch like a score to settle and don't watch, um, you know, Stolen and Vengeance, a love story. And uh, there's plenty of other Seeking Justice. Especially don't watch Seeking Justice. That might be the worst. Yeah, I should have like kept track all along of your scores on things. I wish I had. Yeah. I mean, generally, you can assume it's going to be between a two and a five. Sure. That's usually where they fall. Sure. But I know one of them got a, got a one one time. Maybe two of them got a one. But... What kind of one there. do you think? There's one you were, you were not happy with one week. I can't remember what it was. It was only like two months ago, maybe. That could be Seeking Justice. Could be. Which one's that? Um, for once, I do not have Cage's filmography pulled up. Um, I'm trying to remember what happens in that. <laughs> I think that says it all. <clears throat> Isn't that the that's the one where the secret society of um? I, I love that uh, you think I know vigilante. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure that's it. Like where his wife is raped. And yeah, yeah, I do kind these of. People that, are yeah. like, uh huh. Like, hey, you know, you want, you want, right? And, and 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 the person at the end is like, I'm also in the secret society. Like everybody's in the secret society. Yeah, the rabbit jumps in morning. Right. Or yes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, January Jones, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce is the head of the secret society, but he's also a cop. Oh yeah, Harold Perrin is in it. Xander Berkeley. A lot of people in this movie. Yeah. It has a twenty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's better than the fourteen percent of this that Rage has. Right. Rage doesn't even deserve that. All right. So I know there's one thing we definitely want to talk about this week. Um. But uh, real quick, have you seen that Sopranos prequel trailer at all? Uh, like the Saints of fucking yeah. New Jersey, maybe ever rest in peace or some shit. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I've not watched it. Gotcha. I have absolutely no interest or concern for. It it that. it looks surprisingly good to me. I was not expecting it, but. I think I'm just burned out on anything that has to do with like gangsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. Christ, you've been watching like that's half of Cage's filmography. I mean, I know. I know. Russian Russian mobs and like waspy mobs, mostly. I think like Russian. Yeah. Russians a lot. Italian. They're Italian and um, a score to settle. 
That's, one, that's the one we watched? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever established. There's something. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, um, I know one of the main things we were going to talk about, like, this is really going to, I think, be like a bait and switch episode. Um, but Richard Donner uh, passed away at 91 uh, this past week. Um, and I know you said you wanted to talk about him some. Um, yeah, I think Donner's, um, I think Donner's an interesting dude. Because I feel like his name is synonymous with, like, our childhood specifically. Yes. Like, you think about Richard Donner a lot. And then, like, you look at what he directed and there wasn't all that many movies. But I know he did like, a lot of television and shit. But pretty pivotal stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Right. One of my favorite horror movies of the 70s, at least, which is saying, like, quite a bit. Um, the first two Superman movies, well, the first Superman first one, movie. yeah, right, and then parts of two, parts of the second one, yeah. Um, Goonies, which I love, Lady sure. Hawk, which I'm a big fan of, mm-hmm. and then for you, the Lethal Weapon series, which you sure the first <clears> one <throat> particularly is you know pivotal in my life. Scrooged is something I watched a lot, um, yeah, as a kid. I love Scrooged. Um, then it kind of goes downhill a little bit. Um, with um, Brady Flyers a good movie. I've never actually seen that, so um this might be the only no, I've never watched Conspiracy Theory. So I almost watched that the other day too, like before he passed away, not as like some kind of right you know, homage to him just because I was like, I've never seen this movie. I wonder how awful it could possibly be. Yeah. And two weeks ago, just out of nowhere, I because it was free on um HBO Max, I finally watched 16 blocks um which i would have swore was only like eight years ago it came out or something like that or like 10 years ago at most and it's like 15 (laughs) (laughs) but um it was solid it was a solid movie i mean yeah you said that it could have almost been like a fourth die hard or something it definitely should have been that definitely should have been that um especially now it would fit really well it's actually like kind of like a, a little bit ahead of its time um to me about the way it like deals with police and stuff like that um not that other you know movies haven't dealt with like police corruption but um that's like the major thrust of the movie um is police corruption and but basically like willison is playing a nypd detective who's a drunk um over the hill um and it's basically the very beginning like his drunkenness is basically the very beginning of a die hard with a vengeance same thing um divorced you know like all those kind of things like doesn't talk to his kids or whatever um yeah it really could have just been john mcclain um and it could have just been like this you know sad 50 something john mcclain who you know just kind of becomes a normal detective after all this heroics and does the right thing at the end of the day um i thought it would have been a better ending than any of those movies what is it live free and die hard right yeah so uh, but so, yeah but it's a solidly well uh well produced yeah what's the other one no i just made that up oh there I, I didn't even realize there was a fifth one until i, I said die up. hard in the day oh, gotcha. um but yeah like uh so he's still even like 15 years ago he still like was a competent director i've never seen timeline so i don't know about that one um, i never yeah I didn't know that he was the executive producer for the Tales from the Crypt stuff. I think that's really interesting. 
It is. Um, and the thing I didn't know is he he's fucking filmed the um, uh, Shatner um, uh, Twilight Zone episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he directed it. Um, I can't remember. Uh, Nightmare uh, 20,000 Feet. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it looks like he did six episodes of the Twilight Zone in the early 60s. Yeah. Um, which is like iconic. I mean, you know. Yeah, but aside from some of the stuff that I think is like, I mean, that I haven't seen or that is lesser in terms of like, like Lethal Weapon 4 and shit like that. Assassins, which is a terrible movie. Maverick, right. which is a movie that I kind of hate yeah, a I little bit. Maverick, yeah. um, it's interesting that like he did so much that, you know, kind of like represented like our childhoods. Yeah. Well, shit, I mean, that's really the first superhero movie, right? A Superman? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any others. Yeah, and 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 you know, it's like Reeve is always going to be my Superman, no matter who they fucking cast. Um, like I've never seen anybody that um, contains that sense of steadfast steadfastness and humility. Um, oh, I think it's Superman. definitely Dean Cain. What's that? I think it's definitely Dean Cain. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I'm glad you laughed at that instead of just like sitting there horrified and quiet. <laughs> uh, I saw D- Dean Kane came up my feed today. He's bitching about um, the the recent Captain America comic. Apparently, like bashing um, uh, quote unquote um, America and how it's the cool thing to do to bash America. Um, so Dean Kane's really upset with Marvel. What, what whatever will they do? There's a Fox News article popped up in my feed that happens every once in a while. Especially when it like comes to like the MCU or something. You know, I get Fox News um, shilled to me on Reddit all the time. Mm. Hmm. Like Reddit is always trying to get me to click some Fox News article. Interesting. I don't know why. What about the toy? You like the toy? I haven't seen the toy since I was. I don't know. I never really cared for the toy as a kid. Eight, seven. Yeah. Younger than that, maybe. And I, I don't know. I don't think I'm a big really, fan of uh, Gleason, really, to be honest. I have really uncomfortable feelings when I think about the toy, but I don't know why. Yeah. So it's not a movie I want to watch again. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, um, The Goonies, I mean, we, we've talked about a lot of these movies on the on the primary podcast before. Sure. Never Superman, but we talked about The Omen. Uh, we talked. We did a first watch with Bledsoe for The Goonies. Um we talked about Lethal Weapon. Um, so, I mean, those are probably three primary besides Superman, I would say. Um, I know how you feel about... Well, I know that you're not as high on The Omen as I am. But, like, I really love The Omen a lot. Omen's well-filmed. I mean, I just think The Omen is a... Yeah. I just, I just thought it was like a... I just, we were watching it again. I just thought it was a really slow... Kind of just... It was really slow paced. It's just, it just drags to me that story. Yeah, I like that slow paced aspect of it. And I'll be honest, like it's one of one of my least favorite subgenres. Um, 
I think because I can't stand children, so like subgenre as a horror is like the is the child who's you know, the devil or possessed or something like that. I don't, I don't like it. I don't know what to tell you. Especially when it's like the child's going to bring about the end of the world. It's like I just want to um, go to sleep. I um, I think there's some of the some of the best scenes in like late seventies are when you compare to some of the other like direct that's out there. I mean, it's like I wouldn't disagree with that. Still think it's really slow. That scene where the um, whatever she is, the nanny like hangs herself at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome! Like it's all for you, Damien. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus I think See, about I that a lot. Isn't that odd? It is. Yeah. Yeah. What other horror scenes do you think of? Frequently. Yeah. I actually think about the scene before um. Oh, fuck. What is his name? Um, God damn it. Uh, fuck, same, I can't think of the actor's name. Same movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you Gregory play- Peck? Gregory Peck. David Warner. Uh, no, you guys have played the priest. Lee Remick. No, it's not Lee I don't know. That's the only people I can think from that movie. Anyway, when he's like running across the um uh the park and like the wind's all blowing and the leaves are Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like all lit like orange and yellow and stuff. It's um it's great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um What's the best uh wind blowing horror scene ever? Oh, Hmm. I I know my answer what's your answer Suspirium yeah that is really good I don't know I don't know you're constantly talking you're a sucker for wind blowing yeah, I was gonna say I'm a sucker for that shit. So, like, you got like some wind blowing in the trees, like in the distance, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and there's something strange in the neighborhood. Then you know. So, um, I did not know about Donner. I guess because I was just it happened so far, be, like before my time, like, and I never went back about it because I don't know how you feel about Superman movies. Is like I liked them as a kid. Um, I haven't seen them since probably like after the age of 10, um, except for maybe like scenes here and there. Um, so I didn't know anything about Superman movies. I had no idea the controversy about like Superman two and like him getting fired and all that kind of stuff. I had to like read about that in the past couple of days. Um, I don't know that controversy. Uh, basically like they kind of, they didn't like his direction and he said that he was given complete kind of autonomy um, and control over the movie and they just had a falling out and they let him go. Um, and then they went ahead and um, cut up what he had filmed and um, there was stuff that he hadn't and they went ahead and, um, you know, hired somebody uh, to go ahead and finish that and recut his movie. Um, but uh, there was, 
through using that unused footage and then CGI and a bunch of other shit somebody did put out like a 2000 in 2006 put out like a Donner cut of that movie um that was his original vision or as close to it as you can get um I've never seen that either um but I might be interested in seeing apparently there's like tons of stuff with Jarrell um uh, Brando playing that role in two that got cut um didn't make the movie the Donner film But apparently it's like, I was like, that's interesting that I don't know about it. So I, I ended up watching a handful of interviews with him last night and today. And um, I think I know why I don't know it is like watching him. He's like one of them. He's just like this, like really like humble dude who obviously loves movies and basically gives the credit to everybody but himself um, for everything. And he's not the type of dude that's going to like bitch about like, you know, being fired from a movie for the next 30 years of his career, you know? Um, so that's probably why I never heard of it. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that. I I guess I like um, Superman, the original. Like, I loved it as a kid, but I haven't really thought about it in forever. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting, though. I'd like to see that director's cut now. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in seeing it. I didn't look it up um, to see like if it's available easy. Um, see. Uh, oh Jesus! Um, YouTube has it for four dollars. Okay. So other places have it for like ten to fifteen. I guess you got to buy it, but YouTube has it for four. Um. Yeah, I mean, Lethal Weapon is always going to be like uh, one of my top action movies, like of all time. Um, and obviously, he had like you know a fine career, like directing those. Even though I think it's diminishing returns on each movie as it, as that series progresses. Um, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to film. He was actually scheduled and slated to film a movie this coming year. Um. Uh, uh, and it's going to be Lethal Weapon Five, and it was going to like finish off the whole thing, and it was going to be the last movie ever directed. But um, obviously, not going to happen. Maybe Joe Pesci will direct it. How you feel about that? Um, maybe Chris Rock will direct it. Maybe Jet Li will direct it. <laughs> you got me. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you hate Lethal Weapon 4 as much as you love Lethal Weapon 1? No. No, I don't. I don't hate it um, do as much as I love Lethal Weapon 1. I am... It is so paint-by-numbers um, and with cringy humor a lot of times that like I'm really disappointed with that movie. Because um, I watched all of these last year, you know... Um, not being able to go anywhere and do anything um, on, I think, Max. And uh, so I watched all of them, like, basically within a week. And it's whenever we did that episode with Lethal Weapon. But, uh, yeah, it's all really bad. I actually think that, like, story-wise, I like Lethal Weapon 4 better than 3, but 3 is a better movie. Mm. Um, But basically, Lethal Weapon 4 is, like, something like Rush Hour. Um with the same kind of like 
kind of cheesiness um, or, or something like that. Um, doesn't mean it's not it's like an awful movie, but it's uh, it's not good. Uh, Chris Rock is annoying to me in it um, most of the time. I still really like the core dynamic of um, Mel Gibson and um, Danny Glover, though. I mean, I think that's the that's that's the heart of the entire thing. Like of all those movies, is is that friendship and. So while it sucks, um, I think like the the growth of their friendship and how they've changed over time and how they become really um, uh, good friends is 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 a core that you could follow through and still to some degree enjoy. Uh, but yeah, Lethal Weapon Four, I don't like hate it. Like I love the first one, but it's it's bad. Um, Three's not very good either. But I do like the addition of the Ray, Renee, Renee Russo character to that series, um, and I think her and Gibson work well off of each other. Um, and Renee Russo is a really good supporting female lead, yes, in a movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed, and I think she has a hell of a lot of range that people probably don't um give enough credit to. Yeah, she's one of my favorite parts about Kid Shorty. Oh, yeah, and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just firing all cylinders on that movie and Kid Shorty. Um, I guess Danny Glover is the uh, is the is the crossover here to all of this, right? He's like the the the, the midpoint. Yeah, but not um, on purpose. Of like you know, Predators two or Predator two this past week um, on the primary podcast. Um, you know, Richard Donner, Snipes movie. Right. Let's not give him too much credit. How is Danny Glover in this one? Call a quick call back to the Predator Two um, podcast. I don't, I don't even remember. I honestly like I don't. Until I looked at the cast list, I forgot he was in it. I just remember there was some dude like harassing Nicholas Cage about his shady past. Maybe I'll so, watch Conspiracy Theory. I think it's on Prime right now. Oh yeah, it's a couple places. Yeah. Might be on Tubi too. Most things that are on Prime are on Tubi, it seems. I don't know why. It was, that is it was definitely somewhere where I was sitting there endlessly scrolling through a list of films that I knew I was never going to hit start on. Yeah. And I saw it and added it to some playlist somewhere where it probably still sits to this day. Like, unmourned, unloved. But so, um, I mean, how it is. That'll be your theory? Yeah, there's your through point there because then that's your connection to Mel Gibson. What's Isn't the he, what, he is in that, but what's what's the what does Mel Gibson have to do with anything? We were just talking about fucking lethal weapon and now I'm yeah. like you're on Mel Gibson's dick and his friendships. So there's a Do you t- find it hard to watch Mel Gibson movies now? Like after a certain time or something? Just in general. Just in general? No, I, 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 I think, I think any the only thing I think I've seen of his in the past ten years since there was all those years of issues um, is dragged across concrete, mm. and I did not have a problem watching that movie because in some ways he's like perfectly cast, right? Um, right. But going back and watching his older movies now, I don't have a problem with them at all. There's only certain people I think that make me uncomfortable, and it's mostly directors. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's like, like Woody Allen, right? Um, now I think there's something about like the difference between the way Gibson looks 
like like Lethal Weapon Four Gibson is starting to look like that um you know like that larger version of Gibson, the fatter face and everything. Um, so that's yeah, a little bit more difficult. Like, but like watching like uh, Mad Max or like you know Beyond Thunderdome or any of those kind of things, like um, Lethal Weapon, nah, doesn't bother me. There's something about the way he looks. I feel like he looks like the guy that's like cussing out a cop drunkenly in the middle of the street in um, Beyond Thunderdome. Hmm. Like when I picture when I heard that story and I heard the audio from it, that's what you picture. Like I picture seriously him as um, uh, Max in Thunderdome. Interesting. Hair all crazy, a raggedy man, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Did you watch that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the Tomorrow War on um Prime that came up this week. That is the, right. the top the top streaming movie in in the world after forty eight hours. Um, it's not a good movie. Um, just so you know. Um, yeah, it looks super dumb. I didn't, I thought maybe I might watch it because I do like Chris Pratt, but. Yeah, I mean, Chris Pat's Chris Pratt, you know, like, um, except for the writing isn't there. So it's just this kind of affable guy that, like, is only through his affability, like, acceptable. Um, like, the character itself is just kind of stupid and loathsome, then stupid. Loathsome, then heroic, then stupid. Then heroic and affable and stupid altogether. It's like almost like all facets, I guess, like combined to the last 30 minutes of that movie. Um, it's a bad movie. What I find interesting though is it's 55% from critics, um, and 81% from audiences. So people like this movie, um, which is interesting, but it's not a good movie. Um, I don't even think it's like that fun. Oh. So let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Is it an 81% because it's truly an 81%? Or is it an 81% because the people that are rating it from an audience standpoint are people that legitimately wanted to see it? I don't know. Does that make sense? The question I'm no, asking? It, does, it does not. Yeah, no. Like... Like, I don't think that this is a movie where people were just like, oh, let's watch this new movie that came out. Like, what happens sometimes when stuff gets released on streaming. Right. I think the people, like, that are watching this movie are genuinely, like, I don't know, science fiction fans or whatever, something. I mean, where they're, like, drawn to the genre. And, I mean, the, the plot sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. Um, I mean, most of the positive reviews are um, are pretty high too. Like, like seriously, like one of them here is like, "This movie's really awesome." Chris Pratt's the best action hero ever. <laughs> From Aaron, right. I mean, that's a really that's a really well reasoned review. So it's hard to argue with it. But <laughs> right, um. I, here's a five star review from Cole G. Um, terrible, and I mean simply awful. Uh, I mean simply awful tactical decisions by every level of operational command. That being said, it is a very well made 
and the monster design is worth watching the movie alone. It's been over a decade since we've seen such compelling, horrific monsters come to screen. I didn't think the monsters were, like, that bad, like, overall. I'll, I'll give it that, but it wasn't, like, I also thought it was, like, kind of, like, a fucking mess as well um, in terms of the design, but uh, they were intimidating, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know they're called, oh, they're called the White Spikes, which isn't very intimidating to me as a name for the aliens. Do they have a Seven Nation Army? <laughs> right, that's exactly right. Right. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, Do they go to Wichita? <laughs> uh they want to be everything you hate um so yeah so i did i i also watched uh no sudden move and i don't know how much you have to watch this week but i can't if you have a lot of time i could recommend watching it but if you don't i can't recommend watching it um that's that heist movie with uh, Benzio and Don Cheadle and mm. John Hamm and David Arbor. And my my response to you is I have as much time as I ever had. Mm. So, so could I um, fit one more movie in? Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's worth it, honestly. Um, but um, if that's the case, if you have to fit it in. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, was right. That's what I figured. Right. Uh, it was decent, but it was, um, and good at times. Um, there, there's a lot of things I really liked about it, but it it just kind of leaves you like, okay. Yeah. Um, so I can't really like strongly recommend it whatsoever, which disappoints me because I was kind of hoping Soderbergh doing like a heist crime movie would be good, but that's just okay. So I watched a terrible movie recently um, that I had never seen and was actually kind of excited to see and then was super disappointed by how bad it was called Absurd. The huh? Joe D'Amato horror movie from the early 80s. I don't know if you know Joe D'Amato, but he's like a <clears throat> Italian schlock director, basically. Okay. But um, he filmed this movie at one point called... I always say this wrong. It's called The Grim Reaper in English, but it's like Afropophagus or something about this like killer on these Greek islands and this is like the spiritual sequel to it it's on Tubi mm -hmm. and I was like yeah shit I'm gonna watch this like that's um you know it sounds pretty cool right um but it was awful, mm. it was awful. um but then like as it was ending uh this Roger Corman sci-fi movie called Forbidden World started playing mm-hmm I haven't seen in probably like 30 years. Right. Um, which is like one of the most egregious alien ripoffs of all time. Hmm. But um, I ended up really enjoying it. Like I thought it was really well done for what it was and actually had a lot of heart to it. So that's good. At least yeah, so found something. Well, how is it that I've never seen? You never made me watch one of these fucking Joe D'Amato guys' movies. I don't know. I'm going through these. I don't recognize that. Although I, I recognize the name, but it has to be from you, like telling me about him. But it's, it's surprising that I don't know any of these. Yeah, I don't know. Either. I mean, you know, can't talk about every movie. Guess not. Let me look and see what I would make you watch. Maybe. No, I don't want to know this. Huh? I want to know. 
it's too late. I'm already doing it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this stuff is just like legit, like rip off trash. I mean, that's kind of what he made. Right. And he made a lot of, um, like Skinamax style, you know, like ribald movies or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, um, he made an Emmanuel movie. I forgot about that, but several of them. Jesus, <laughs> like a lot of them. Um, I mean, Atropophagus was like infamous when I was young because it wasn't really available anywhere and it was supposedly like this super violent and almost like taboo type movie and it was okay. Um, he made the Ator movies, Ator the Fighting Eagle. Okay. I'm looking through here, like seriously, dude, there's not a single thing that I would put on that I would put in like a list that I can think of. Unless you wanted to do like the top five movies you would never want your parents to walk in on you watching. And then top five non-pornographic movies. Although he actually made like a lot of like pornographic movies too. So all right. Well yeah. That's uh so yeah, the bait and switch was we talked probably longer about Richard Donner. Um than, and Joe uh, D'Amato. And just maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> time out the Joe D'Amato discussion. Um right. possibly. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh hopefully uh Frank uh watches something terrible next week. Um those are always my favorite. No doubt. Right. That's there's not much left. It's it's mostly gonna be terrible. So right, um, I got no choice. I'm happy. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Yep. See you later.